Well, Joel, here we are again. Yep, this is an episode. Actually, Joel, this is a special episode. Is it? Is it the post-Gen Con episode? Well, it's that, but also, it's the penultimate episode. What's penultimate mean? Second to last. Because, uh, <clears throat> uh, hey, hey, listeners, let's get real. Uh, I'm sure you could hear me turn that chair around so I could sit on it backwards, but... Let's get real. Joel and I are both college students. We've got school starting back up soon, so this is the second to last episode before we go on an indefinite hiatus. And yeah, that that's actually happening, unfortunately. This show is just, I, I'll be real, it is a lot of effort to produce this show, and that is a lot of time that I'm probably not going to have as soon as the semester starts back up. Joel does a lot for this show. I mean, he thinks of most of the debates. He's the one that made the game. Um, he does bookings. He edits. You know, he releases the stuff. I'm just not that technical with podcasts, okay? I don't know what I'm doing. But Joel does. So, uh, it's a lot of work to put on him. I mean, it's just, it's it's a lot of time to, like, take out of our weeks to record for an episode. Even just, I mean, we do it all in one sitting, but it, it, it's it's a lot of time. It's like, because we, what, record for, like, two hours? And yeah. Then we've got, I mean, that's two hours I could be doing homework or, you know. Yeah, and that's two hours I'll need like to that. be doing homework and all that. Plus, there's also the yeah. fact that this show is, was made to market a game. And at this point, mm -hmm. the game is just about ready to go. I need to focus more on getting it out there than I do on things like this. There you go. We've laid it out on the table. Can I tell you about a funny word that I learned? Today? Was it penultimate? No, it wasn't penultimate. But that word led me to this amazing strand of words that I never knew existed before. Okay. So... I have, I have found an article and I'm going to I'm going to read some stuff from it not directly so there's no like copyright or anything. I don't know how that works. But anyways, so if you want to say the word ultimate, it means last. And that comes from the Latin word ultimare, which means come come to an end. So then we have penultimate, which is the word I just used because I've heard it plenty of times. Um and it's a pen that comes from the Latin word peini, or however you say it. I don't know how to speak Latin. It's a dead language anyways. Uh, which means almost. And then, okay, it's going to start getting a little weird. Okay? So the next word you have is antepenultimate, or antepenultimate, or antepenultimate. I don't know. Let's just Americanize it. It's antepenultimate. Okay? And it's the one before the penultimate. Because um, anti just is from the Latin word anti, and it means previous. So next, so it's third from last. Yes, so third to last. But there's another word, pre-antipenultimate, and that comes from the Latin word prae, or P, yeah, pre P-R-A-E, or whatever. It just means before. But that means it's the fourth from last. I thought, wow, there's a lot of words for that. I was like, what's up with that? <clears throat> So this this last word pre pre-antipenultimate, 
I'm going to stumble over my words so much. It was invented by a famous lexicographer named John Walker in his Critical Pronouncing Dictionary and Expositor of the English Language, dated in 19, or 1791. And let's see. So this article says, linguists have continued to be almost its sole users, in parentheses, though not often, um, out of parentheses, but other specialists, specialists, for some reason, mainly zoologists, have borrowed it from time to time. I don't know why zoologists would need this word. Or why they would need to borrow it, since it sounds like it was made for anyone. Yeah, yeah, I think anybody could use the pre-anti-penultimate word. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, so let's see. Outside these areas, it is almost invisible, but not quite. Um, uh, it has a excerpt from the Berkshire Eagle um, in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. It was used in 1977. So this article asks... Does the sequence stop with pre-antipenultimate? There's so little need for a word meaning fifth from last that we can hardly imagine anybody has taken the trouble to invent it. So it's surprising to learn that at least two people have had a go. <laughs> That's right. Two different people have tried to create the word meaning fifth from last. So here are our options. Supra. So that comes from Latin supra, which means above or beyond. Supra pre-anti-penultimate. All right. Um, that was used in January of 2013. Um, so not that was like five years ago. But also there was one used in 1825. Pro pre-antipenultimate. So this is the last sentence of the article. Both of these are unwieldy, even monstrous. <laughs> it's far easier just to say fifth from last. But is it easier to say sixth from last? I don't know. What? Okay, so what do we have? It stopped, the article stopped at fifth because apparently people only made those words up as jokes, right? I doubt it. I don't know. Why else would you make up these words? I mean, we can just assume that this has been a long-running joke ever since someone came up with a sequel to Penultimate. But, uh, let's see. So, what were the options for fifth? So, the options are Supra pre-anti-penultimate or Pro pre-anti-penultimate. Alright, so let's assume for a second that Pro pre-anti-penultimate is the correct one because it sounds like it's older. Yes, it was in 1825 compared to 2013. Yeah, okay. So, a long time ago. All right. So, let's just say that's the right one because someone came up with it first. And as we know, older is better. That guy had his own book and um, I think the other guy was just a... Okay, so what? How about this? How about this? Right, right. So let's just say that pro pre penultimate, or what is it? Pro, pro, pro pre ante penultimate. No, hold on. I lost it. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. 
pro pre anti penultimate. Okay, so let's say that sixth from last is supra pro pre anti penultimate. See, I can't even say it. Supra pro pre anti penultimate. Su- yes, supra pro pre anti penultimate. That was for us five episodes ago. No, yeah, four episodes ago. Yeah, because this is penultimate. Little did we all know, episode 24 was the Supra Pro Pre... (laughs) Supra Pro Pre-Antimate Ultimate. (laughs) That's the... Pre-Anti-Penultimate. Oh, God, I can't say it. It's too much. It's too big. Joel, I think we need to get this word into the the dictionary right away. All right. Listen, hold on. They got the word YOLO in the dictionary. And that's not even a word. It's like an acronym. You know what? Since this show is... I'm pretty sure we can get supra pro pre-antipenultimate. Austin, just remember, just remember, this show has earned us internet points to call in one favor from our listeners. Are we going to use it to make the game that we've been playing? Or are we going to use it to get... Absolutely fucking not. So we're going to use all of our favors from our, what was it, 20 listeners that we've been gathering up for a year, and instead of producing the game we've been playing this whole time, we're going to get Supra Pro Pre Anti-Penultimate on the books. Yeah. Joel, you know how cool it would be to be like, hey, you ever heard of the word Supra Pro Pre Anti-Penultimate? Or pre anti penultimate? No, because you can't of even say it right. But it's in the but it's in the dictionary. Cause guess what? We made it up. <laughs> Me and my buddy Joel, we did it. We got a word in the fucking dictionary. How many how many people do you think can say they got a word in the dictionary? I mean, I guess our entire generation can say we got the word YOLO in the dictionary from using it profusely, and now nobody says it anymore. But it's still there. Right, right. Um, but see, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I think if we can get people saying this then eventually it will end up in the dictionary but at what cost would the cost of that be that no one says it anymore you want the cost of that being that everyone has twisted tongues for the rest of their lives no i mean if people start (laughs) saying it it'll end up in the dictionary if it ends up in the dictionary then it loses its appeal with the kids i don't know okay hold on no, YOLO lost it because so many people started saying it. Old people started saying it, okay? No old person is going to even take the time to learn what supra pro penultimate means. I said it on the first try that time. Nice, nice. Okay, but here's my fear. Yes, YOLO ended up dying because it became overused. Ain't, though. Ain't has been one... That we've been defending vigorously since, let's see, the 80s. Probably earlier. But then it ended up in the dictionary in sometime in either the 90s or early 2000s. And after that, the only people who actually cared about it were old, were like my 80-year-old English teacher. Okay, listen, I know a ton of people that still say the word ain't, all right? I live in Indiana, Joel. Come on. Don't try to pull this crap on me. I don't hear people say ain't anymore. 
That ain't nothing. You ain't slick. No one says those things. Yes, they do, Joel. No. Damn it. No one has ever said you, know, you ain't slick. Yes, yes, they have. Not unironically. I guarantee you it's, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't got to lie. You ain't got to lie to kick. What? You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't going nowhere, Chords. What? What the heck are you looking at? I typed in you ain't into Google search and those are the top fucking five <laughs> things. So your thing is nowhere near the list at all? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, hold on. You ain't slick. And these are the top results. You ain't slick in Spanish. You ain't <laughs> slick meme. You ain't slick gif. You ain't slick quotes. And you ain't slick lyrics. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I've ever heard regarding ain't, especially from the kids these days, is you ain't shit. That's it. Everything else. See? Boom. There it is. Literally the only thing. And even that is taking a back seat. All right. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to follow Marion we Merriam Webster right now. <laughs> Lynn manuel Miranda, Wendy's for some reason, and uh, Brian Wecht are three people that I follow. I don't know why I'm following Wendy's. They used don't to be shit funny. On me, Wendy's. Okay. Don't at me. I know how much you want to shit on people. Well, Wendy's used to be funny. Stop. So you probably no. followed him for that. Yeah, but anyways. It's just like you yeah, got to follow okay. Denny's on Tumblr. Okay, I'm going to send a message to Merriam-Webster right now. I want to say, I have a word that I think could be of great use... In the English language. All right? All right? All right. Okay. So should I, should I tell them now? Or should I send this and wait for them to respond? Or I... Hold on. I think you gotta wait for them to respond. Would you like to see it and a definition? Yeah, I mean, sure. Also, while you're at it, ask them to put stericide back on the books. Ask them to put what? Stericide. It's a word that means icicles falling off of rooftops. That's wild. No, I'm not telling them that. All right, I'm going to send this. Okay, I sent it. All right, I'm going to have a new uh, ice-powered superhero. Her name's going to be Stericide. If you don't get it back on the dictionary, I'm going to bring it back some other way. You're going to make an entire comic book to bring one word back? Yes. All right, fair enough. I can see it. Actually, I won't make this comic because I can't draw. But anyway, we need to actually do some debates. So what's this debate going to be? It's, uh, it's about horoscopes. Are horoscopes legitimate or unreliable? Well, personally, as an Aries, I think they're legitimate. Well, personally, as a Cancer, I think they're unreliable. Are you ready to debate this, then? Joel, horoscopes are the most reliable thing out there. How am I going to know which sign to avoid during the day? I mean, come on. If it, someone's like a 
oh, uh, hey, watch out, man. Capricorn's going to get you today. I'm like, whew, all right. Got to stay away from, got to stay away from, from John. He's, he's crazy, man. I, I'm an Aries. I'm, I'm hard headed. I'm furious all the time, obviously. Because that's what my horoscope says. I mean, I just, I got a lot of anger and I always yell all the time. It, it's the most reliable. Like, come on. It relates to me so much. How, how could it not be reliable and real? Austin, everyone knows horoscopes are fake. You should just avoid people who believe in them entirely. And the only real measurement of someone's personality that you'll be able to find is the Myers-Briggs. It's the only legitimate one out there. You need to convert your, I don't know, at this point, I'd call it a cult. Convert your cult following from horoscopes to the Myers-Briggs personality. Because no one, not even the stars, can predict your future. But you know who can predict what you're most likely going to do next? That's right. That personality test. I've never seen this Myers-Briggs you talk about. It sounds like two last names smushed together. No one would name their kid Myers. Yeah, I mean, you know what I have seen? The stars. Every night I see the stars. And you know what? I think they can predict the future, Joel. You look up and you notice, man... There's something greater than us out there. It's amazing. Damn, I'm acting like a total Leo right now. We don't need this, okay? Horoscopes are fine and dandy. I mean, why else would they put them in the newspaper <laughs> every single day? Do they put the Myers-Briggs tests in the newspaper every day? No. Come on, Joel. Get with it. I think everyone can agree that horoscopes are, are just the right thing. I mean... They get me, you know? You ever had that feeling when someone just gets you? So, Austin, you mean to tell me you've not heard of the the personality test written by um, Mike Myers, the actor, and Briggs, the rapper? You mean to tell me you've not heard of this very important personality test, which is the standard for psychologists today? I don't... I don't believe that. I don't believe you have never heard of this test. I don't believe you've never heard of its creators. I just refuse to believe these things. So, your denying of the facts, your, ig your fake ignorance of the facts, does not change them. In fact, it just strengthens them. It strengthens my belief in them, and also my belief that you're an idiot. Or, willingly, hiding information from your audience. Either way, you're dangerous to this world, and we need fewer people like you in it. Joel, I've heard of the Myers-Briggs test, okay? I just, I don't like personality tests. The stars tell me everything I need to know. Let's take the sun, for example. The sun's out, tells me that's going to be a nice day. Sun's hiding behind a little cloud. Oh no, it might rain. Boom. The star tells me everything I need. I know when it's daytime. I know when it's nighttime. I know by the positioning. I know what's, when it's going to be autumn or spring or summer or winter. 
It tells me everything I need to know. So why can't I look to stars beyond our solar system to find out what I need to know about me? You referenced one star which has a physical effect on our world. You have failed to mention anything about all the dead stars that we're still seeing light from in the sky. You mean to tell me that dead things are guiding your fate? I don't think so. I think you're just making this up as you go along now because you've got nothing else going for you. Alright, listen, I hate stupid horoscopes. You know what else? I actually really hate personality tests. I took the Myers-Briggs once because I was required to. I never took it again. I don't even remember what I was. E-P-N-F-J-T-A something. I don't freaking know. I mean, I could tell you what my Myers-Briggs personality is, but I won't. Why does everybody want to know that stuff? Because they think that it's like the ultimate um, expression of how are we compatible or some bullshit like that i don't know i hate personality tests and there are a few studies why i hate personality tests i'm about to get into this so they did a study with some college students which i granted college students aren't the brightest let's be real i'm a prime example Uh. um but anyways (laughs) they uh they had all the students all these students in a class take a personality test and it was like a couple hundred students and they did this with like multiple classes and every class was a couple hundred students in every single class no matter what the hell you put on your test no matter what information they gave everybody the same results and they did this for like four or five different personality tests everybody got the same results um like so like they just picked a result at random from each test and then printed it out handed it to everybody yeah and they were like all right how many of you feel like this describes you accurately and 99% of the students agreed on all counts okay there was a couple of sticklers that were like i act nothing like this either way 99% of people, I mean, I did a personality test with a class of 20, and we all got almost completely different things. And it's it's just dumb. It's dumb. I don't like personality tests. I thought about taking the Myers-Briggs again, because everybody's like, oh, gotta know your Myers-Briggs, blah, 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 blah. I don't. I've never had to use it before. I don't know why I would have to now. If it if if it comes I mean, up, I'll do it. I've I've seen people I've seen people asking for it. Like, you know how I started a dating profile to get debate questions. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Okay, I kept using it, and people are most definitely very serious about making sure their personality test results match up with yours. It's... Wouldn't you want somebody opposite of your personality? Know. You know, like opposites attract. Yeah, but at the same time, if you get someone who's too different, then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't really trust the results either. <laughs> if you get someone that's too much different than you, it's not going to work out. It's going to be a little weird. If you get someone that's exactly the same as you, you're not going to have fun unless you have 
immense fun in every every single one of your daily activities, and so do they. One of the people is going to get bored and be like, I'm not getting any new stuff from you. There's no character to that. Hey, Austin, I think we've gotten... I think we've gotten a little serious okay, here well, for a yeah, comedy yeah, show. One more thing out so there. what was your fallacy? Penis. There we go. Now we're back on track with the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, my, my, uh, my one was appeal to emotion. Try to get an emotional response from the audience instead of supporting an argument with evidence. Cause Gotta trust in the stars, man. All right, Austin, less weed for you. How dare you, sir? All right, I had fallacy of many questions. Ask a question that assumes information that is either false or unconfirmed is true. And I did... You don't know how many stars are dead. Yeah, we don't. But I also did Google the name of someone... Uh, I did Google the name Briggs so that I could pull up someone who is clearly not the psychologist who made this uh-huh. test so that I could ask hey you know that Mike Myers and Myers my you know that Mike Myers and Briggs the rapper did this right it's like the real thing it's the standard blah 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 yeah 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 obviously i mean come on everybody knows mike myers is the ultimate judge of personality i mean he's austin powers i think that's him right i think so He's also Shrek, the cat in the hat, uh... Isn't he also a serial killer? Oh, I don't know about that. Wait, no, that's Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's a totally different guy. Man, he was in a lot what of What if movies. Mike Myers played Michael Myers? That would be hilarious, honestly. Okay, so let's see. Oh, wow, he was in a lot of movies. Mike Myers is Mike Myers. <laughs> so, Austin, what's your opinion on baths? Unnecessary, I hate them. I disagree. Every time, Joel. Why do we always gotta disagree on stuff? For entertainment? I guess. Looks like you're gonna have to throw down. Go for it. Alright, so here's the thing about baths. That's how you get clean. You stand in the water, or sit in the water. You rub the soap on yourself. And then, you wash the soap off. And then, you wash yourself off. And then, you get out. And then, you continue with your life. Or maybe you sit in there for like an hour because the hot water is relaxing and, you know, you just kind of need that at the end of your very stressful day. Did you just say stand in the bath? How dare you? That's preposterous. No one stands in a bath, Joel. That's uh, that's worse than taking a bath itself. Ugh, God. Baths are unnecessary. Sure, I can get winding down, but why would you just want to... It's like sitting in a murky puddle of your own wet dirt. It's gross. Uh, In a shower, the water just runs off of you. And so does the dirt. You don't sit in it or stand in it if you're Joel. I mean, I guess sitting in it is worse, but still, no one stands in a bath. But if you're looking to stand, showers have got you, man. I mean, come on. Showers are the best. Baths are stupid. All right, so you're telling me that there is a secondary faucet that is higher up off the ground that's going to have an increased risk 
of getting water outside of the tub that's going to make me stand up in this bath you told me not to stand up in just to reach. And then it it's just not going to... I, I can't just sit and relax in it. What is the point of that? Why would anyone want this? I wouldn't. I don't understand how you could want it. I don't get it. I don't like it. Get rid of it. Give me back my bath. Let me... I need to go soak in the bath now to get rid of this stress of thinking about this horrifying contraption you're describing here. You can sit down in a shower. I mean, it's fine. It's like... Why sit in a pond when you can stand underneath a waterfall? Sounds pretty peaceful, if you ask me. Just you, the water flowing down your your body, and you're not sitting in wet dirt, Joel. It's like mud. And don't tell me you don't know what a shower is. I guarantee you you've seen one before. And... You want to know why you can't sit and relax in your baths? Because this is real life, Joel. This isn't like the movies. Not everybody sits around and relaxes in the bath every day. It's preposterous. No one has that amount of time. Baths are unnecessary because they just... You keep the dirt on you, essentially. I mean, I guarantee you go in, take a bath, and you've still had some murk floating around in the water by the time you get out. If a waterfall is what I think it is, that's the thing that drops water from like a hundred feet up, right? Off of a cliff. Why would I want water that has been picking up speed and pressure and all that poured on top of me? If that's what a shower's like, no thanks. I'll just go sit in my pond. Except it's not really a pond because it's not dirty before I get in it. See, a pond, as you're describing, would be dirty before anyone even gets in it. Because that's where ducks poop. No, that's not what a bath is. There is no duck poop in your bath. I guarantee it. So your bath is 100% clean, ready for you to sit and relax in because people still have time for that. How dare you assume that a duck hasn't pooped in my bath? You don't know my life. Maybe I let a couple little ducklings sit in there. They're cute. But also, I don't take baths for that reason. They're just as filthy as ponds. I don't care if you've let ducks in there or not. By the time you get out, it's as filthy as a pond. And all that washing you've done has gone away. Also, I was talking about a peaceful waterfall that was only up a gentle gentle cliff and not Niagara Falls, Joel. Come on. I don't understand you. I don't understand your baths okay showers are perfectly fine by me and you get just as much as enjoyment out of them as you do from a bath i'm actually <laughs> a little upset after this debate because i was thinking i was thinking you know i could go take a bath whenever i wanted but i can't because our train clock doesn't work <laughs> also we have no idea how to flip from the top faucet to the bottom one because our apartment <laughs> sucks <laughs> so that that's what fueled this rage, actually. I see. Yeah, a little bit. Um, see, I think for the final game, if we keep this card, it needs to be bathing and not just bath. Just bathing in general? <laughs> yeah. So we can't have the shower argument. No. But that's a crucial part of my argument. 
Then what will I say? <laughs> You'll have to argue for being dirty, which was what I had hoped would happen this time. Nah, man, I'm not. I'm not a dirty boy. Anyway, anyway what's your fallacy? I went first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I had personal incredulity. Disregard information simply because it was hard to understand. I don't know what a shower is. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Can't believe this character you've made up never bathes the proper way. <laughs> My fallacy was splitting hairs. Focus attention on an extremely small, specific, or inconsequential aspect of a, ta- of, of a topic or what your opponent said. So I used that when <laughs> you said standing up uh-huh. in the bath. <laughs> I just... I instantly knew your fallacy, too. Yeah, I just imagined you standing up in a bathtub, and I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Also, the whole duck thing. You don't know me. You don't know how many ducks I bring to my apartment on a daily. How many ducks do you bring to your bath, Austin? It's zero, Joel. I'm not a criminal. Hey, Austin. Yeah, Joel? So, you should. Yeah, usually we do these down to it things. This little down to it segment right before the last debate of an episode. Uh huh. But since we're doing that segment right now, would that make this the down to it to not only the last debate of this episode? But the down to it to the last episode? Yeah. Yeah, we're down to it. We're not like down, down to it, but we're down to it. This is yeah the penultimate down to it, if you will. So, Austin, as we're uh, coming to a close here, our final debate for this episode is about card games. Are they fun or boring? I think card games are fun. Or card-based games are fun. I think they're boring. Uh, That's a little weird, but all right. Uh, I guess uh, I can go first then. So the reason I'm going first is because you've already contradicted yourself, Joel. How can you not like card-based games? You made a podcast about it. Of course they're fun. You talk every week about how you have so much fun with your best friend Austin playing playing a fun card game that you made. Do Do you want to bore people with this? That's just rude. All right, and you know what? Card-based games are fun. You know, you got, you know, Magic the Gathering. You got uh, Pokemon. You got Yu-Gi-Oh. You got uh, Hearthstone. You got Cards Against Humanity. Uh, Super Fight. You know, I'm just name-dropping everybody. Sorry about that. Anyways, they're all fun. Okay, card-based games are fun, and I don't, I don't see how you can't see that. I mean, they've been around for so long. It's like. They're just in kind of like the the flow of everything. Like everybody's played a card-based game at some point in their life, except probably babies and younger kids. I go fish, actually. I hear you. I don't like it, but I hear you. Because, see, I think there are two types of people in the world. People who are into sports and cars and, like, having social lives and friends and, you know romance in their life and then there's people who play card games those two never cross and all the card game people have is their card game now that is the most boring life i can possibly imagine at this point in my short life i could not possibly imagine anything more boring than only having card based games going for you that's just Depressing, actually. Not just boring. Depressing. A little bit close to home there. 
I uh, used to play MTG a lot, and it was about the only thing I had going for me for about two years. And damn it, I had fun every time I played it. It just it came so natural to me, you know, just the combat and everything, and like, you know, all the other really amazing card games that are out there. They're just, oh, they're just so fun and invigorating, you know. I mean, everybody can pick up on a card game like like that. It's like it's made for us or something, you know? I mean, come on. You wouldn't have a whole podcast about card games if you didn't find them at least a little bit fun. But yeah, I mean, it's not the only thing going for you. It doesn't have to be the only thing going for you to find them fun. I mean, you can hang out with your friends and play a card game. That's fun. Social interaction, getting a little, uh, getting a little uh, fun in there, you know? So it's all works together. It's nice. It's beautiful. No, Austin, I apologize. I am also speaking from experience here. And I am telling you just how bad my life is and how depressing my life is and how bored I am all the time. But you know what I do have going for me? A giant freaking shelf full of board and card games. You know who I play them with? That's right. I got one guy who I can meet up with maybe once or twice a year. And then I have this podcast where I play a card game I made up with you. And you know how many friends I've gained from this? Okay, I've actually made like three or four internet friends. But still, you get the idea. See, Joel, we both know the experience of being bored by card games, but we also know the experience of fun with card games. You go to college find some friends i'm sure you can find people out there that like card games go to a card game club or something i guarantee you they have that it's fun meeting up with people you know tossing some pieces of paper out onto the onto the field and you know reading off whatever they say i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this what the point is they're fun and i think they'll always be fun i mean they've had card games since like the medieval times, and we still play them to this day. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Austin, you know what else we had in medieval times? The Spanish Inquisition. Now, I don't know about you, but that may not have been super great for a lot of people. Because you heard that the Spanish Inquisition was coming next week, and you're like, oh crap, now what am I going to do? I got nowhere to run. The Spanish Inquisition is coming. You want that kind of life for people with card games? Yeah, neither do I. I think we all need to get out from under this stress and boredom and go meet women or something. Or guys, if that's your thing. I don't judge. Wow, Joel. I uh, did not expect the Spanish Inquisition card. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb joke. Nobody does. All right. Well, I went first, so I'll tell you what card I did expect. It's my fallacy card. My fallacy was appeal to nature. Declare that because something is natural, it is inherently good, truthful, or correct. All right. And uh, I I did that by saying it's natural to have fun with your friends. Just relax. Hang out. Have a good time. Yeah, I, I got you. And I had the black and white fallacy. Insist there are only two sides or possibilities when in fact there could be many. And in my opinion, having friends and playing card games are mutually exclusive. It's dark, Joel. It's real dark. 
Welcome to life, Austin. That was debate number three of the penultimate episode. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. What about you? It was good. It was good episodes. Yeah. It was fun, Joel. I'm going to miss doing this, honestly. I will too. Maybe sometime we can come up with a simpler project, but we'd actually have to test it this time to make sure it's as simple as it sounds on paper. Maybe we could get a focus group? You've got 20 listeners, remember? Well, what should those listeners do now that this is our second to last? Okay, all right. So obviously you're not going to like go out and subscribe to the show. You are going to go listen to every episode after episode 10, but that's about it. Actually, wait, what episode was... If this is your first episode, you need to go find the, the Food Debates episode with Whitney Nelson because that was probably the show's peak, to be honest. That was a, that was a pretty good one. So obviously you're not subscribing at this point. Uh, though you might subscribe. You might subscribe because we might have some random bonus content or updates on the game that we will record and post to this feed for you. That's right. We're going to continue working on this. Hopefully we can actually reveal this game in its full and final form. Maybe not final form, but you know, it's full form, full force. That's definitely the goal for, for next year is to get this thing ready to go, like fully ready to go. And we got the focus group on it and all that. So yeah, you should still potentially subscribe but there's also the Twitter, Incitement Games, the Facebook group, the group of Illogical Debate, the Ad Hominem Facebook page. Actually, was there anything else? Oh yeah, IllogicalDebate.com. Check the website, because we're going to start posting information, demonstration pieces, um, stuff like that. We're going to have that all available on the website coming soon, since we're not just using the website now as an episode archive. It's going to, IllogicalDebate.com is soon actually going to be about the game of Illogical Debate and not just the podcast. I think that'll be really fun. It'll definitely be a good way to get our names out there. Hopefully, you know, spread a bit more info document-wise or word-wise, I guess. Typing-wise? I don't know. I'm flustered. That's all right. I honestly can't think of anything else we need to to say at this point, except for those of you who have stuck with us for all, I guess by the end it'll be 30 episodes. Thank you for coming with us on this journey. It's not quite over yet, but this leg of it is reaching its conclusion. We both appreciate you guys. But even when you're not hearing it weekly, always remember, debates aren't about proving your point. They're about asserting dominance over your opponents. 